The fun thing about getting older is finding younger people to mentor. Mike May. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, Hustlers! My name is Christian, and I am the host of The Hustle Show. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode, episode number 23 of The Hustle Show. And before anything, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm very grateful. If you are new to the show, I really want to give you a warm welcome to this show where it's been an amazing and incredible journey. And I recommend you hit that subscribe button because you're going to love every episode that we put out and every episode that we record, okay? And if you are coming back and you are already subscribed to both our YouTube channel and our podcast audio experience, I really want to appreciate you for taking the time to hit the subscribe button. And I'm super excited to share with you today's guest story, okay? It's a real hustling story from Trevenia Varver, the founder and CEO of PriorityBA.com. And her company is amazing. She's helping entrepreneurs that have businesses up and running to get the correct staff and start increasing your productivity. But at the same time, she's helping a lot of people to start their side hustle from home and start getting clients from home so that they can focus on family or kids or just bring an additional income. And she's a true inspirational story that I really wanted her to be on the show so that you could hear what the journey takes and how she makes so many sacrifices that she was about to lose for her family and the hustling journey that she had. It's truly amazing. So I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. And just remember that all the show notes for today's episode and a way to connect with today's guest will be available at the hassle show that co slash THS 23, along with a lot of goodies that we put out there, motivational content courses and our free book club where you can join in and see some reviews for entrepreneurial books that we think that are mind blowing. So without further ado, let's jump in the call with Trevenia from PriorityBA.com. All right, hustlers. So on today's episode, we have Trevenia on the show. Welcome, Trevenia. Oh, hey, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm super excited. I'm pumped to, you know, go over your story, your journey and share with all the hustlers that are listening. Um, you know, you, you have quite the, the story there and I'm eager to start digging and start listening more about it. Let's do it. So, I mean, you basically went out and started this amazing virtual staffing company, Priority VA. And, you know, I was reading a little bit about your story and we kind of touched base just a little bit about it, how, you know, you had some family issues involved and and all the struggles that go along trying to to grow the company, which is, you know, you, you got it to a point that it's it's such an amazing and successful company. So but, you know, it wasn't like that at the beginning. So what got you into staffing, first of all? What was that? Yeah. What's the story there? So I actually worked as uh, virtually for many years after I started having children. I worked at a national company uh, with anesthesiologists and always said that I could work virtually from home and they never bought it. They were like, nah, I need to come in the office until I got pregnant and I wanted to take six months maternity leave off. And then all of a sudden it was okay for me to work at home. <laughs> and uh, so I started doing that, did that for many years. And my family and I decided to adopt a child. She had a lot of different therapies and it just really became clear. I couldn't be going half in the office, half at home anymore. I couldn't be doing that commute all the time. And uh, I decided to go part-time, all virtual. 
And that worked for a long time until they got bought out by a bigger organization. And they said, come on back into the office. And after working in my pajamas for five years, I was like, not happening. And so I got some virtual assistant clients where I was just being a VA and doing VA work. And I got connected with some amazing, talented, probably more high-profile clients, Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield, things like that. And from there, really, things took off. People wanted to continue to work with me directly. But I didn't have any more bandwidth. I had no more time. And I started bumping up against that whole desire for the reason I started this was so I could be you know, at home with my family. And so the entrepreneurial light bulbs kicked off for me. And I realized, but I could find people that, that had the character and the integrity that people were looking for in me, but in someone else. And so Priority VA was born about four and a half years ago. And we have we have grown from you know just a one woman operation to now having eighty three virtual assistants, wow. five full time employees now, and so yeah, so we're growing and things are are doing good. But it all really just started with this desire for me to be at home with our our daughter who had a lot of special needs, and I just had to be there for her therapies and stuff. And really, it turned into being able to support other men and women that wanted to be able to do the same thing. So basically, you were trying to look for a solution for a problem that you had, right? I mean, you were trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think that's how every business starts, right? There's a problem and someone says like, I... Oh my gosh, I just got a song in my head. Um, but yes, I, I but yes, you could solve the problem. But uh, I, I think that if any business is going to be successful... It has to solve a problem that appeals to more than just a few people, right? right? And so this problem actually helps two people. I help the client because they're trying to grow their business and they need support, but they don't need a ton. They, they're not ready to hire a part-time employee, but they do need some support. And so it helps them scale and, and go at their pace. But it also helps the entrepreneur, the virtual assistant, right? Who, who really wants to be able to work from home or have that laptop lifestyle or whatever. So we really serve two very different markets. You do, and it sounds amazing when 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 you talk about it because, you know, I'm basically a little bit in between too. Like, you know, starting the show, it's it's very demanding, and and we've said this before in another episode that we had is it's extremely demanding. And like any other business, when you start, you're hustling many times. You're on your own. You're trying to figure out things before you can bring the team into it. And you know, on the other side, you're helping other people to start their 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 side hustle from home, or maybe the part time hustle, and and that's such a great uh, you know way to help them and inspire them to you know whatever they're doing, whatever the situation is, to push them to do better and be able to you know work from home. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know it's really good, and we're just really blessed to be able to work with as many VAs and uh, and entrepreneurs as we do. It's really cool, and. Uh, we're we're excited to be able to participate. That's awesome. And when the aha moment happened, when that light bulb went off and your entrepreneurial circuit started to to yep. blink, did you have doubts that you could actually turn this into a business? A million percent. Really. And I, I didn't really start with this goal of, you know, I'm going to be a seven-figure entrepreneur. Like I didn't, I started so small. And for me, that works for my personality. Other people have to, you know, write themselves that million dollar check and put it on the wall. That wasn't me. <laughs> You know, I was like, I want to make an extra $200 a month. Like it literally was my goal, 200. And then I was like, well, maybe I can make $500 a month, you know, and that's how it started for me. And so, um, did I, I didn't really have doubts that I could do it. I had doubts really when I decided to stop freelancing and actually just run my business. That's when the doubts came. So making that full leap into like, it's not a side hustle anymore. It's like the real deal. That's when I started to doubt. Uh, as a side hustle, it felt safe and it felt fun and it was really like exciting. But then when I did the whole shebang of like, 
no more client work and all that jazz. Uh, and then again, when my husband quit his corporate job and came home to work with me, oh my gosh, I was so afraid. I'm like, what if this fails? What if this fails? Because it wasn't just he and I, we have four kids. Right. You know, so there was this fear of like, I might ruin everything. We left the cushy corporate health insurance job, you know, and all that stuff that my husband could have retired at. And um, that's when the doubt started to creep in that what if I fail? That's awesome. I didn't I didn't know your husband had joined you. Um, yeah, that's, he's that's, been with me for three years now. Wow. That's you know, you you know when a side hustle takes off when your partner comes in and, and helps. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And I mean, and how were those first six months once you, you know, you try to overcome those those fears and doubts yeah. that you were you you were having? How were the first six months for you? You know, they're really great. And I I did a lot of things uh, very differently than like the average entrepreneur, I think, does. I immediately uh, went kind of big. I was like, go big or go home. And it, not necessarily, I don't recommend this for everybody, but I did things like I got Infusionsoft, uh, a CRM platform, when I had 88 people on my email list. And everyone's like, why are you going to spend 250 bucks a month when you have 88 people use MailChimp? And I'm like, nope. I want to build my business on Infusionsoft and I don't want to have to switch later. I also invested money in myself right away, which meant I went to trainings. I went to conferences. I went and hired mentors. Um, so it's kind of backwards than what a lot of people will tell you to do. They're like, get your business off the ground, blah, blah, blah. I was already making money because it was my side hustle. But um, I did those things because I thought if I want to scale, I want to go fast. I don't want to take 10 years to ramp up to <laughs> maybe make $200,000. Like if I was going to be all in, I wanted to do it quickly. Um, and so the first six months for me was, was like spending a lot of money. Thankfully, I, I have a husband who's super great with our money. And so we had some finances saved up and stuff, kind of the, the oh crap bucket of money of like, if this all falls apart. And so I would recommend that for sure. But invest, I invested in myself, which helped me. I got the right mentors. For me, it was Todd Herman. And, uh, and he pushed me and, and helped me get concrete goals that I could hit. And uh, I was able to just work a lot faster because I had a system to, to follow in him. Right. And that's that's actually very interesting because I did the same thing when when I very started. Yeah, when I started my side hustle, I was doing web design and I, I you know, I started getting courses instead of getting clients, started getting courses. And then I went to my mm -hmm. first conference and I don't know something, you know, it, it gives you that confidence that you've been there. You 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 heard it from the experts. So you feel a lot more confident to go out yeah. there and talk about what you're doing. Exactly. It helped me. And, you know, I see a lot of people posting now. They're like, you know, uh, is this a good conference to go to? Or should I do this? Or I, should I get a mentor? And it's like, you know, well, are you making money? No, not making money. Okay. And so people struggle with that. Like, what do I do first? And, and there's very different schools of thought. But I think ultimately for all of your listeners, you have to do just what feels right for you. You know, if you've spent... $2,000 and you're still not making any money and but you're investing in all this stuff. Okay, well then maybe stop spending money. Let's work on getting some client acquisition right now, but if you spend 500 bucks and and that $500 gets you connected with someone who's then going to introduce you to someone else and then oh my gosh, right? right? Then that's a great ROI on 500 bucks. So you just but do what feels comfortable for you and the takeaway there is really you don't have to always listen to the talking heads, you know, because what someone's saying it work, might work for someone else, but not for you. Yeah, totally true. And I mean, during the journey that you had, you, you've been through the ups and downs. And, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. The, the entrepreneurial mountains are very high, but the valleys are very low. <laughs> so, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, how was that journey for you trying to build the, the, 
the business and yeah. you know the the relationship with your kids I, I know you were having some struggles there but you know yeah. guide us a little bit about the story there yeah Yeah. Well, I, I have to give the caveat that says like, I've not arrived yet. Right. Like I still have to work on this every day. I typically tend to be more of a workaholic. So <laughs> I, I would definitely, uh, we just moved to Georgia. And so there's a little bit uh, of newness to some of the things I'm going to talk about, but I would work like 14, 16 hours a day. Sometimes I would go days and days without seeing my kids in the morning or at night, they would already be asleep. And I'd kind of peek in their room and be like, mm, night, honey. Um, And they really started to kind of have a little bit of resentment toward what I was doing and toward our business. I, you know, for those of you who maybe have children, you can, uh, with the IRS tax code in the United States, like have your kids work for you and make money. Um, and so I was trying to encourage my kids to work with me. I'm like, come on, like you can earn money for a car. And, you know, I was all, they can click my LinkedIn requests, you know, I'm like, you can, you can do stuff for me. Um, and they're like, no, I don't want to work all the time. Like you mom, like they ought, they were very much, you know, dead set against any sort of support or doing anything in my business. And that was really because I chose my business over them because I was scared. I was like, what if it fails, you know? And, and I had to really thank God. I had great mentors like Todd and another uh, gentleman, Dan Martell, who kind of got in my face and were like, what are you doing? You know, your business is going to be massively successful, but your family's going to fall apart. And so I, I think I had to kind of reset my why and recall that like uh, why I started doing this in the first place. And it, it, made me have to make some hard decisions. I had to stop working with some clients I really loved. I had to, you know, make some harder choices to not, not say yes to everything so that I could say yes to my kids. So yeah, it's, but I, I'm still learning and I, I still have those days when I would rather come work because today's the first day of school for my, my daughter. Uh, she's a high schooler and my other one is a middle schooler now. And I, I get it wrong with them a lot, but I get it right a lot at work. And so it's easy to come work, right? Because I'm always affirmed and like, oh, it's Trevinia and you're so great, blah, blah, blah. But at home, I'm mom and like, they don't like me very much, you know? So uh, <laughs> it's it was hard for me to make the choice to really step into that mom role as well as CEO. So, I mean, it sounds like your mentors had a lot to do with you, you know, getting you back on the journey hundred percent. How were you able to find those mentors? I think that's one of the biggest questions that not only I have, but, you know, a lot of people that are listening to us might have, you know, because everybody talks about mentors, but it's like, well, how do you find one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question. I had some benefits because I'm very outgoing. I, I, my family teases, they're like, you will literally talk to anybody. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. It's fun. Like I'm just a relational person. Uh, and so I put myself out there a lot and you know, you would, I would be in these Facebook groups and things like that. And, um, And people wouldn't ask questions. And I'm like, I'll ask a question then. I took a course with Todd Herman. And this is really how all this started was... Uh, and he would offer these sessions, um, like weekly kind of support sessions. And there might be a hundred of us on the call. And he'd be like, anybody have any questions? And it would be like crickets. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is one-on-one -on -one coaching time. I'm going to ask him my questions. And so I felt like I was able to get a lot of FaceTime because I was bold. And even though I thought... Like my questions were so stupid. Sometimes he would tell me, well, that's dumb. You know, like people aren't coming to Priority VA because of you, Trevinia. They're coming because they want a service you provide. And I'm like, really? Oh, I thought it was all about me. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. Um, so he would set me straight a lot. So you got to put yourself out there. You got to ask questions. And then really 
follow people for free. Like you can follow people on Twitter, on Facebook, you can get on their email lists and the knowledge bombs that they will drop for free will blow your ever love in mind. I mean, they really will. Now, if you want a one-on-one mentorship, likely you're going to have to pay for it, you know? And, and that's again, like sock away $10 a month, whatever it takes to put money in the bank, to be able to pay for that down the road. Now I'm able to join and this is so not to boast you guys, but I'm able to join like a a high five figure mastermind now to be able to have that one-on-one time with the the mentors I want to follow. But it wasn't always like that. And, and I, I remember meeting Dan Martell and I met him at an event and, uh, and he was just really open and forthcoming. And he said, we should get on a call one day and, you know, just spend 30 minutes talking. And I was like, okay. And I wrote it down in my little notebook and I was like, follow up with Dan Martell, right? Cause if someone offers you their time and you don't take it, you are shooting yourself in the foot. I've, I've offered my time to so many people now and they, they never take me up on it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, that's great. Don't, don't take me up on it. That's funny. That's a funny story. But, you know, I think, I think you shared some really good nuggets and, you know, everybody that is listening, I hope they take action. They start, they start following and, and, you know, the, I mean, that's when, when social media really comes useful because you connect with amazing people. I mean, that's how I connected with you and that's how I connected with so many other people and, and you keep learning from them and just, you know, just follow it and build that relationship basically. Yeah, another another really great story just to show you like this in practice. Uh, many of your listeners likely follow Pat Flynn. He is brilliant and amazing. And a gal that I know uh, sent him a tweet that just said, "Hey Pat, would love to meet with you sometime. Uh, I I live in San Diego and like gave the city, you know, kind of the suburb or whatever." And he said, "Oh, I'm going to be down there tomorrow. Let's meet for coffee." And so random from a tweet. Pat Flynn went and met with this gal that I know, and they spent like an hour talking about copywriting and things like that, you know? So she was cool and just reached out. And a lot of people are like, celebrities are too good to meet with you or whatever, but you don't know if you won't try, you know? So go ahead and send the tweet. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just what you just said, it's, it's gold because I, I, I come with that, you know, mentality too for a few, and this is, you know, a few months ago, this is recent that you, you have this six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs that you think, oh my God, they're celebrities. They're not going to talk to me. What, you know, they're going to think I'm dumb and, and all these things. And then you're talking, you start talking to them and you really, you realize, I mean, they are human beings like me. They, they just, you know, they just started earlier than me, but, you know, I'm going to go through the same journey. And, and most of the entrepreneurs that I've met, you know, like yourself, I mean, they're pretty open about everything and they're very, you know, easygoing. Well, that's why we started our businesses, right? Like we want to give and we want to, we want to share and we enjoy that. And I think that probably the biggest takeaway that anybody can take whenever they want to reach out to a mentor or, or something like that is one thing I think a mistake that a lot of people make is that they kind of want to take first instead of adding value first. And if we kind of approach any subject with adding value first, you know, um, that it kind of cuts out all the noise, right? Because we're inundated with requests and things like that a lot. But if someone's adding value to my life first, I'm like, ooh, I want to, I remember that and I want to meet with them later. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good trick. I'm going to have to start trying that. And you could totally do it very easily. Yes, yes. And and that was, you know, I think I think that's the advantage of the show and and trying to because I'm already connecting people, right? There's there's a lot of people trying to come to the show and it's like, I'm sorry, but you know, you would be you have a great story, but you you don't have what it takes to be in the show. But I have this friend who has a podcast that, that you can totally be there. So, you know, I'm already connecting people and I love doing that. Brilliant. 
So, I mean, going back to your story and going back to your journey, the ups and downs and all the struggles, did you even have one of those moments where you just felt that it was too hard, that you wanted to quit, or did you have that, you know, the doubt, the fear and everything combined felt like a horrible entrepreneurial moment? Yeah, I would literally have dreams. For those that know me, like, look, I have coffee right here. I am addicted to coffee. I drink pot of coffee a day. It's it's crazy. Um, But I would have dreams that I was a barista at Starbucks um, and that I had to work there and I was begging the people to hire me at Starbucks. And it was like this recurrent dream. And I'm like, I'm just going to end up at Starbucks. And I just would be like, so freaking out. Um, And I did have a few moments where I was like, what am I doing? You know, why am I why am I doing this? And I can't make everybody happy. And once actually that was a light bulb moment for me of realizing like, no, you can't make everybody happy. And there are going to be the people that hate you. There are going to be the the snarky people that demand refunds or whatever. And once I got over that hump, um, it helped me a little bit. But again, full transparency, I still have very low moments where I'm wondering like, is this going to work? Like, am I going to be able to pay for four weddings, you know, for my daughters and, and stuff. And I, I don't know that it ever goes away. It, I think it just gets easier and your threshold for, uh, what you're willing to risk to make it successful changes a little bit. You know, I'm not willing to risk my marriage anymore. I'm not willing to risk my family anymore. And, and so that changes, um, and you, you get, I think a little bit more adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's a great point that you're touching there. You basically were setting your, your, you were changing your priorities as you were, as you were growing because your, your business could easily take over your life. Yeah. Yeah, it can. And so set those boundaries. I, I don't believe in work-life balance. I don't think it happens, but I think that we can, we can work hard to set boundaries. And for me, one of the best things that I did was we actually moved from Colorado to Georgia and we have a, I guess, carriage houses are what they're called out here, but it's kind of like a guest house. And that, so my office is here in this guest house. And then I like close the laptop and I go walk home. And that for me is now a little bit of a new boundary that I'm not, I'm actually leaving work behind for a few hours, you know, and if I want to walk over here after the kids are in bed, great. But my kids get some dedicated mom time now. That's so cool. I love that idea. Yes. That's a great way to, uh, you know, separate because yeah, like you said, it's when you're an entrepreneur, it's hard to have a work balance, you know, because you're working all day and all night, even in your dreams. So, but it's a great way, you know, it's a great example of how to separate things and how to be able to focus, you know, change focus from one thing to the other. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, it sounds like you've, you've come a long way and, you know, I love your journey and I love everything that you've been doing. And but I, I, I do want to ask you because you, you've come through all of the, the valleys and the mountains and, you know, I know your family is important. But what is your your vision? What is keeping you going? What is what is that place where you're going to you know, you want to get to that is motivating you to get there? You know, uh, one of my mentors, Dan Martell, said, what's your exit strategy? And I was like. I don't have an exit strategy. What are you talking about? And I was like, I feel like I'll be working forever, you know? And, and he's like, no, you need to think about like kind of what the end goal is for you. Like, what do you really want for priority VA? And, and I'm still working on developing what that's going to look like for me. But what keeps me going isn't the fact that I'm going to sell priority VA one day or something like that. I'm going to retire on a beach. And I'll, I just, I don't think that big, I don't think that far out. I'm kind of like, what does next week look like? <laughs> like <what do> I, <laughs> you know, but, um, the why for me really was summed up uh, probably two years ago when I, I have this kind of virtual Christmas party with all my VAs every every year. And two years ago, one of my VAs said, 
like kind of teary. And she told me this story. She said, you know, with when I was working, she lives in rural Missouri. Okay. So like not a lot of jobs in rural Missouri with cows and, you know, chickens and stuff. And she said for two years, I wondered every single fall and, and, you know, wintertime where Christmas was going to come from for my kids. And I would try and, you know, sell random things and do all this to be able to buy Christmas presents. She's got some special needs kids and she needed to be home. She couldn't work outside the home. And she said, and now for the first year in a long time, like I know where Christmas is coming from. And that really solidified it for me to know that that this crazy harebrained idea I had was providing Christmas gifts for mom, for her kids who didn't think she was going to do it. I mean, that that's my why right there. Like I'm giving men and women an opportunity to be at home, take care of their families, go on the kindergarten field trip if they want to, use the skills that I would say God gave them and contribute to the bottom line of their family. Like what is better than that? Like right. I don't, so that that's what keeps me going. I mean, it really does. And um, it's what gets me up in the morning and it's what sets me uh, on fire to get up and do this podcast. Like, cause if I can help other entrepreneurs realize that there is a mom or a dad or a young woman out there that is literally fulfilled by helping them. Like that's where they get their joy and their purpose in life is by helping them reach their goals. Like if I can spread that message, Oh my gosh, then why, why wouldn't I? Right. And I love your message and I love what, you know, your why, because you're you're truly inspiring a lot of people and not only inspiring but you're actually helping them you know yeah. you you we we talk about the numbers a little bit and how many people you you have on your team and and I bet that's going to explode i mean that's going to double and triple in the next yeah, couple of I months yeah i hope so yeah i hope so that's a lot of lives to impact right yes. like if you think of i mean we're we're impacting 83 right now great 83 women but what if it's 183 or 1083 like that stuff makes me super excited right right yeah i love that and you know, I like I said, you know, I I'm I'm very proud of everything that you've done. You you come a long way, and and I wish you nothing but success. And I know that you are on the path to a big explosion, and your business taking off even even farther than what it's what where Thank it is you. right now. So moving, you know, I want to change gears a little bit from your story to what I like to call the hassle round, where we basically play like a little word game that I know you're gonna crush because you're very oh. outgoing. <laughs> so very simple words. I'm gonna throw a word at you and whatever first word comes to mind, uh, you know, that's the one you say out loud. And I'm scared. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. I'm like it's, it's, it's I don't fun. Know. <laughs> It's it's fun. Um, okay, you you tell me. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Go. Let's do it. Hustle. Hard. Work. Fun. Employee. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> Boss. Me. Rules. Follow. College. Not necessary. Fear. Real. Weakness. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I like uh weakness is uh everyone has one. Okay. Strengths. Uh Jesus. Motivation. My girls. And last but not least, books. Ooh, books. Traction. Traction is a really good book. Awesome. There you go. You did pretty well. Super fast. Hey. <laughs> Sweet. So to all the hustlers that are listening to us right now, is there any motivational quote or words, uh, you know, to inspire them to keep pushing? Maybe they're on the fence on 
on quitting their job and focus full time on their side hustle, or maybe they already started their business, but they're not to the point where they want to be. Is there anything that you would say to them to inspire them and to motivate them to keep pushing? Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something because I I have this 90 day year planner that from Todd Herman and I just love him. Uh, but he says it, it's actually a quote from Jim Rohn and I love it because he says days are expensive. When you spend a day, you have one less day to spend. So make sure you spend each one wisely. It teaches me to be cognizant of where I'm spending my time and what I'm doing, what I say yes to and what I say no to, because every decision of yes or no that I make is going to move me closer to or farther away from the goals that I have set. So that would be my quote for everyone. Awesome. That's gold. Thank you so much for sharing that. And like I said, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time. And before we we leave here, I would love for people to be able to connect with you or follow what you're doing. Or, you know, if, if there's entrepreneurs listening to us right now, maybe they need help. You know, they, they want to stop hustling, you know, the 20 hours a day to down to at least 14 to get a, yes. a, a team involved. How can they follow you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, they can go to PriorityVA.com. That's our website. I blog there. And then, you know, you can follow me everywhere on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. I got really lucky using my first name, at Trevenia. Oh, yeah, you got lucky. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen very often. Not very, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, everybody that is listening, we'll make sure that we link this in the show notes at thehassleshow.co slash TSH23. So that'll be the perfect way for them to, you know, link, you know, click there and connect with you. And, and, you know, if they're looking to build a team or, or virtual staffing, you know, just, just you're the expert there. Great. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for having me today. Thank you so very much. Like I said, I wish you nothing but success. And I know you will be, you'll be, I'll be talking to you in a few months and you'll be crushing and you'll be exploding from what you are now. <laughs> and, you know, I really appreciate taking the time. I know you're super busy and, and it's family time and everything. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, and you're sacrificing a few minutes off your day to talk to everybody that is listening to us right now. My pleasure. All right, Hustlers. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you tune in to next episode on Friday as we will have another amazing success story to share with you. Okay. And make sure you hit that subscribe button right now. Keep hustling. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.